Do you have a clear view of how your clients go from first hearing about you to becoming loyal customers? This is a process we call customer journey and understanding and getting good data insights across each step in the journey can help you attract more ideal clients, create better relationships and improve sales ROI. That's what we're going to be covering in this week's episode and how to create a business dashboard for tracking everything. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every week I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. Let me say a warm welcome to you, or welcome back if you're already a listener. Today, we're continuing on the trail of customer journeys. And I have to say, it's so great to be taking this journey with you, because this podcast is part of my customer's journey. And I'm always inviting you to have a conversation with me, because that's the natural next step if you're looking for help to accelerate your business growth. It's exactly what happens inside the iSuccess Business Academy. And I'd love to find out a little bit more about, you know, the challenges that you're facing and give you some clarity around the next steps for you. For now, let's dive into this week's topic, which is all about building a business dashboard for customer journey tracking. Do you feel that you've got a clear view of how your clients go from first hearing about you to becoming loyal customers? This is a process we call customer journey and understanding and getting good data insights across each step in the journey can help you attract more ideal clients, create better relationships and improve sales ROI. On the journey, you need to guide your prospect through stages of awareness and education that help support their buying decisions. From resonating and aligning well with your product, service or solution, to the point of sales transaction, onboarding and working with you, to renewing, retaining or upselling. It follows then hopefully that monitoring your customer journey data gives you the ability to track and analyse how customers use combinations of channels to interact with you, so you can improve every key moment along that path of interaction. There's a few previous episodes that are helpful here, I think. Back in episode 10, I outlined how to get consulting clients the leveraged way, looking at the shifts you need to make to be strategic rather than tactical. And in episode 27, I looked at client acquisition process mapping. And in episode 31, part two of how to craft an offer and sell it fast, we focused on building an effective sales process. So all of these things are very much along the lines of customer journey. Now, I'm going to put the links to all of those previous episodes in the show notes, Um, or you can actually read the article version of this episode and the links will be in there for you. The common thread here is to get really clear on your ideal customer journey, map it out and make sure you're seeing what's happening across the entire end-to-end process. 
To create a map of your ideal customer's journey, visualize how your customers find you and how they got from point A, the entry point, to point B, the point of sale. If you refer back to the three systems I always talk about for getting clients, the engage, educate, enroll pathway, that's your customer journey. From attraction system, where they opt in or connect with you, to the relationship system, where you build and nurture the connection. To the sales system, your process for getting a client signed up with you, perhaps a one-click payment or a free consult. Creating a map can reveal insights into your customers' motivations, show you what's working and what isn't, and help you understand how to gain more customers while keeping the ones you have. Let's next take a quick look at setting up a sort of track and trace of data points for your customer journey. A customer journey map is a visual illustration of the customer's experience with a business. It's sometimes called customer touch points. And customer journey maps are also kind of a snapshot of how you envisage the customer experience through your marketing funnel, online engagement and sales process. While you can map out the customer journey as a visual series of steps, you can use forecasting tools to plug in some numbers and you can build it in terms of a sequence or funnel. At some point, you'll want to go from theorizing to actual evidence. However, to create a useful and actionable customer journey map, you're going to need data. As customer journey specialists Pointalist point out, journey analytics are data-driven. Pictures without data are just stories. Data is what makes the picture come alive. Using data, you can track how customers move through your funnel from top to bottom, or rather across your end-to-end -end customer journey. You can also use data to inform how you interact with customers who are at various stages of the customer journey. What this means is that data can help you turn someone who is just casually interested in what you do into a paying customer. Let's look at a customer journey scenario just to bring the point home. Say a lot of your website visitors arrive on your homepage or blog searching for the answer to a specific question. You can then create a resource or white paper that answers this question, which is going to help you capture these visitors as leads. You can then cleverly use message automations to nurture and segment based on what emails they're opening and what they're clicking on. That way, you'll be moving the best fit people through to your sales process by inviting them maybe to an exploratory call or a free session or a trial of some kind. And this is your funnel. Using customer journey data analytics, you can dive a little deeper to discover answers to complex questions about customer behaviors and customer experience. We'll look at the data analytics side a little later, but first let's just touch on the power of data-driven insights for optimizing your customer journey. According to a recent Aberdeen study, organizations today are rich in data, but poor in insights. Yet data-driven insights can help a business to improve on many steps in the customer journey process, from relevance and lead generation to productivity, sales and customer satisfaction. Data helps you see where to focus attention and optimize conversions, brand experience and quality. Analytics also help you measure across the whole process in analyzing end-to-end -end customer lifetime value. So these are really, really important and useful tools. The key goal is to turn data into action. 
And it's a lot of what I do in my consulting work to help organizations improve performance of key business processes. We do the review, sometimes a strategic level review, often a process level review, gather data, analyze across both quantitative metrics and qualitative feedback to get the really whole and rich picture. And we look at areas for improvement and then make recommendations for prioritizing to meet business objectives. Now, in terms of the customer journey and small businesses, this can be looking at maximizing leads, conversions or engagement, interactions and communications more broadly. For instance, we might look at which traffic sources, lead magnets or emails are getting the most take up and generating customers. The difficulty for most business owners is that the data lives in lots of different places. Your content platforms, your social media accounts, your email system or a CRM customer relationship management system, your sales system, your client or course delivery platform, or a membership site, or even customer surveys. And of course, there's Google Analytics that helps you collect visitor data from websites or pixel retargeting for ads. Both work through bits of JavaScript code you can integrate on your site that offers insights. They uncover valuable data about your audience to determine which channels drive the most traffic to your website. You don't have to be a programmer to add these to your website. You just create an account and grab them from the provider. And the beauty of creating a business dashboard is that you have one line of sight for all these different pieces. You pull them in into a single unified viewpoint that you can monitor and look at the touch points you can improve upon. When you produce one of these things, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, Maybe I'm just a bit of a a geek on these things, but I just love the fact that you can just visually see it all laid out. Um, And yeah, I mean, sometimes the spreadsheet's very long. You know, there's lots of uh, columns um, because you're tracking it very a a lot of different places. But even so, it's a thing of beauty when you can just look at the whole thing rather than just feel a sense of overwhelm from data that's just held in loads and loads of different systems. So your business dashboard should follow the customer journey of your marketing funnel and sales process. And you should expect the numbers to be higher at the start and smaller at the end. And if you think about the shape of a funnel and the the job that a funnel does, the top is wider and it takes more in than what trickles out of the end that you collect, contain and use. And another analogy, which I quite like for this, is a riddle. I mean, riddle like you use in your garden, not the puzzling question kind of riddle. A garden riddle is a large sieve. It's used to separate soil or compost particles or for separating soil from vegetables, for example. So the holes get progressively smaller as you filter your prospects through the journey, which is that's why I really like the idea of a griddle. Um, Sometimes we talk about a funnel because we often talk about leaks um, and having holes in your funnel so that you need to sort of fill. So whatever analogy works for you, it's basically a filtering process. Um, but but through that filtering process, sometimes things aren't quite working right. You know, you filter the you filter out the people you want, and you keep in the people you're not so that aren't such a fit. Um, and so, really, a lot of the data insights that you get from customer journey analytics is about really getting under the hood and really understanding where you're losing the the people that you want, um, and where you're really not meeting the needs of people that you don't want. So sometimes, you know, we go on instincts on these things, particularly if you've done a launch and, you know, you perhaps haven't hit the numbers that you wanted and you're trying to work out what's actually changed, what's gone wrong. And sometimes 
when you look at the data, you realize that, you know, just how wrong your assumptions are about what you think or feel is going on. And with the latest customer journey mapping technology, every business can now leverage data-driven insights to drive performance. When you have all of the data across your customer's journey at your fingertips or in your line of sight, it's way more straightforward to identify areas that you can improve and proactively take action on. And I'm often asked, what are the key metrics that you should be tracking and where can you get the data that you need to create the business dashboard so that you've laid it all out? So the common sources of customer journey data are likely to be held across multiple systems. This is part of the problem. Um, And it can be anything from your own notes to your online tools, your website, your email system, your contact database, survey info. Um, And combining these into a single dashboard really helps you to create that clear, um, more complete picture of conversions and customer behaviors. So what are some of the data sources you might want to track? Well, first, let me say that is quantitative data, the metrics, if you like, that a lot of online system intrinsically give you. And there's qualitative data, and that's the more nuanced customer feedback that you can actually ask for. And on the metrics side, the most obvious data is website data. Using analytics tools can trace how people find you, where they come from, what devices they're using, how long they stay on your site or particular pages and where they go next. And it can be so illuminating. It's actually becomes rather fun. Again, maybe it's the geeky side of me, but I love it. I love the whole data. I love workflow and I just love being able to track things and just see what's going on. Google Webmasters Tools, GWT, is a superb free resource that helps you uncover insightful data about your website visitors. The two resources that you might start with in there are Google Analytics and Google Search Console. They're often mixed up, but do quite different jobs with respect to data. Google Analytics is useful to help improve performance because it not only gives you data on the volume and demographics of your visitors, it shows you who is using your site, how they find it, how long they stay on a page. Now, Google Search Console, on the other hand, is much more about search engine optimization. It provides data on who's linking to your site and any technical errors on the site and the most popular keyword queries driving visitors. Blair Kelly at 20 over 10 wrote a really helpful piece on all of the best metrics to track with each one. And I've put a link in the show notes for this episode, which you can find back at leveragebusinesspodcast.com. And related to this, you can track user behavior on your site itself. I've mentioned before a lovely little tool called Clicktail, which is now integrated into Content Square, a digital analytics tool. And you basically embed a code on your pages so that you can see how people engage with your web page. And it can be super insightful for your sales pages where you can see where they hover, where and when they scroll. And with heat maps, you can see visually where the hotspots are for where your visitors spend the most time on your page and at what point they click to take action. It's a great way to find and fix performance issues and just keep improving things all the time. Other sources of data will be your email system, which should allow you to segment and tag your leads based on what they opted in to receive from you. And that means you can make sure you only send them highly targeted, relevant stuff. You can also see where those leads came from or who opened the message, who clicked on links and so on. 
Now, you may have survey data you could tap into as well. So if you've got a quiz funnel or other way of collecting data from your target market, that's something else that you can pull in. And you may have advertising data if you run paid ads and you can track it. There's social media data, of course, which you can use to see how people interact with you. And often they have engagement statistics in there. So you can make sure that you're getting a return on investment for the time that you put into any given platform. If you have a customer service or ticket system, you'll also see the kinds of questions and problems that people come up against trying to contact you or buy from you. And this is all super important qualitative data. And of course, the sales data, hopefully. Next, we'll look at turning data insights into actionable improvements because Collecting data and pulling it into a spreadsheet, what you can, you know, view one line of sight, etc. It's all well and good, but ultimately it's what you do with the data that's most useful. Now, mapping and analyzing customer journey means you can see more clearly what needs to happen at each stage of a customer's relationship with you. Journey analytics makes it easy to analyze end-to-end journeys across channels and time. And the savvy businesses are really harnessing predictive analytics and creating models of buying behavior to map the best customer journeys and to make sure that those are the ones that are followed. From a quality and brand perspective, this can help you know where you need to put something in place that ensures your potential customers have a good experience with you, as well as what to do to prevent dissatisfaction. And from a revenue and profitability perspective, it helps you optimize at each touch point to increase sales, downsells, upsells, and avoid refunds. Customer journey analytics also enable teams across your organization to increase operational efficiency and make cost savings. By creating a business dashboard right across your end-to-end customer journey, you can implement best practices at each stage to create an engaging experience that outperforms your competition. So I'm going to finish up talking through just very much a summary, seven steps to creating a customer journey business dashboard. Step one, map out your end-to-end customer journey visually. Step two, locate customer journey data. Step three, identify targets for each stage of your customer journey. Step four, decide how frequently you will track the data. Step five, apply your data to your customer journey map. Step six, establish procedures for monitoring goals. Step seven, identify action to optimize each touch point across the customer journey. One of the simplest ways I know to do this is to create a spreadsheet with each target stage or touch point forming the columns and setting out rows for each part of your campaign or launch sequence. If you're just doing regular checking on your organic or paid advertising, then then you can just use the rows for your dates, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, and so on. I've provided a few different example templates in the show notes for this episode, so you get a sense of what yours might look like. Tontango, also a company, they provide a really nice set of examples too. So again, the link to those slides and a template you can find in the episode 43 show notes from the list of episodes at jlsn.com forward slash podcast. In fact, they take the customer journey well beyond client acquisition and they show also the steps for onboarding through to loyalty advocacy. So you can continue to track and optimize lifetime customer value. 
So to sum up, customer journey analytics help you leverage all the other PR, marketing and sales work that you do. And when a customer hits a roadblock in their journey, it can hinder the customer experience. You lose sales and it drives up your operational costs. So journey analytics is really important to help you find the roadblocks as well as opportunities to streamline inefficient parts of a process. And it then reduces customer confusion and frustration. It decreases your cost per acquisition and cost to serve. And those are the bottom line metrics. Um, But really, it's just nice as a business owner to get a sense of control um, and oversight over the whole thing. With a business dashboard, you can track each step in the customer journey. You can dig into where you're losing people and you know where to look for solutions to any holes in your funnel. So I hope that's useful. Please do let me know and get in touch with any questions. I know that we've gone through it really quickly today. It's not sort of a subject that's very easy to explain on a podcast, but I want you to get the the general principles of, you know, why these are important tools to have in your business, even if you start with something just like a simple spreadsheet. So you can contact me directly or via the Facebook group and details will be coming up in the finish off sequence. So I will see you next week. I've got an amazing guest for you. Really looking forward to talking with her about LinkedIn as a strategy for connecting with people, building relationships and finding new clients. So I'll see you then. Ciao, ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So, hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.